last minute we have uh, in doing the research for this report? Yes, well, I think uh, one of the surprising episodes um, is the one that I referred to earlier about the way that the material support law was passed after the Oklahoma City bombing. Essentially, what happened was that the Clinton administration proposed a sort of general anti-terrorism law that included the things that the ADL wanted that essentially targeted Palestinians, but also included things that you would expect, like expanded law enforcement authority, regulation of, of firearms and explosives and so on. And the House-led, um, sorry, the Republican-led House of Representatives essentially gutted that bill and replaced it with all of the provisions that they wanted. Um, and immediately, uh, the Democrats and the ADL pushed back, lobbied very hard, and the parts of the original bill only the ones that pertained to so-called international terrorism that were essentially targeting Palestinians were put back into the bill. So it's a really sobering example of how anti-Palestinian animus is one of the most enduring um, areas of bipartisan appeal in Washington. Well, I want to thank you both for being with us. We're going to link to your report. Daryl Lee, lawyer, associate professor of anthropology and social sciences at the University of Chicago, and Dima Khalidi, founder and director of Palestine Legal. The new briefing paper is Anti-Palestinian at the Core, the Origins and Growing Dangers of U.S. Anti-Terrorism Law. That does it for our show. To see all our video and audio podcasts, you can go to democracynow.org and congratulate Congratulations to our whole team as we just surpassed 2 million YouTube viewers. Democracy Now! produced with Renee Faust, Mike Burke, Dina Desdichert. You're Shirt, tuned in to KBOO Portland on 90.7 FM and streaming on the web at kboo.fm. Thank you for tuning in to KBOO Community Radio during this special programming campaign. All Thrills, No Frills, Volume 3. This February and March, you'll hear different marathons and series all brought to you by our talented volunteer programmers, including marathons like our very own Bluegrass Marathon. If you'd like to help KBU reach our $22,000 goal by March 16th, go to kboo.fm give or text the letters KBOO to the number 44321. Do it right now. Thank you. KBOO Community Radio holds open meetings concerning the operations and programming of KBOO in accordance with requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about KBOO Community Radio's open meeting policy is available at our website at kboo.fm. KBOO's Board of Directors meets on the fourth Monday of the month at 6 p.m. This month's meeting will be held at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland and online through a public video conference. A public link and phone number to attend the meeting virtually can be found on our website at kboo.fm please visit our website to verify if a meeting is being held.
And good morning. You are listening to your community radio station, KBOO-FM, 90.7 in Portland, 91.9 in Hood River, 104.3 in Cordvallis, and via the World Wide Web, it is KBOO.FM. This is Monday, the 26th of February. It is 8.02 a.m. I am Cecil Prescott, and you are listening to More Talk Radio. It is a pleasure to be with you this morning, and I hope all is well with you. I hope your weekend went well, and if it did not, it's the beginning of a new week. So, let's begin a new week. Let's put down last week and start a new week and with anticipation about what it may bring. It is wonderful to be here this morning and we have a couple of topics we would like to talk about this morning and I encourage you to call in. Um, Call in early so that we might have time to talk with you and hear all you have to say. Reminder uh, that our numbers are 503-231-8187. And for all of you who are calling in, thank you so much. And thank you all who are, are members who are continuing to be members or are just right now saying this is what I need to do. Go to your um, KBOO website, KBOO FM, on, click on the top right corner, donate now, and help us um, make it through this exciting times of thrills and all thrills and no frills uh, as we seek to reach our goal of $22,000. It depends on you because most of our funding, the overwhelming majority of our funding comes from you or those who are part of our community. So we depend on you and you depend on us and together we continue to build and create great media and great communications. So, on this day, February 26, 2024, I'm going to imagine, imagine you are back in school or any place, and, and we're going to line you up. And so, we're going to line you up according to your age or according to your generation. So, if you considered yourself a member of, of, of the greatest generation, those are those who, uh, I'm not quite, it's a Tom Brokaw who, 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 who first said that, that, well, I don't know, but I recall Tom Brokaw wrote about the, the greatest generation, um, those who, um, participated in the Great Depression and World War II. So if you're a member of the greatest generation, um, we salute and honor you, but you know, you are, you know, you, your wisdom is appreciated. And then there is, you know, the generation that follow after the greatest generation came back um, um, and fought for democracy, saved the world, um, was able to to manage to get beyond the Great Depression and 
moved to the suburbs and raised families and had babies. Oh, did they have babies. Oh, and did they have babies. So those of you who were born in the 50s and the early 60s um, are part of what is known as the baby boom generation. Okay, hold on, hold on, and we recognize that they call it baby boom because lots of baby, lots of people had babies, and there was a lot of people who were born. Uh, and so, those of you who are members of the um, baby boom generation, uh, approximately from you know 1946 to 1964, I think you were born part of this greatest generation. And so much has been written and referred to it. <laughs> For the for decades about um, this generation, and you know, gosh, you know, this generation is going to say we're going to hold on to un, until 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 we can't hold on any longer. But that's okay, and you know, they finally created space for um, uh, the generation that came right after that. Um, born, say, from like 65 to 81, 80, 81, um, and you were following um, the baby boomers. And somehow people sort of like, you have, you have grievances because just as you were beginning to, uh, to mature and say, um, find your voice, boom. Then the focus turned to millennials, those born, um, say, at the beginning of the Reagan administration. And, you know, Gen X, we have to shove you aside and, and here come millennials. <sighs> and then we just go on from there. So if you're a millennial, 81 to, you know, 2001 or so, and then it goes on from there. Well, part of our conversation this morning is the contrast between generations and the the struggle that generations continue to have. So part of the things I want to ask is how do you identify in terms of generation? Is our generational uh, are generations easy to to categorize? So if you uh, baby boomer is it easy to characterize you um to or do you uh, hog all the space um what about gen x what about millennials and you know um gen z where are you how do you identify well let me refer you to a couple of articles um from from the new york times and uh, i must say celeste was the one who who first showed them to me and wanted to talk about it. So Josephine Bernstein um, wrote an article, wrote something in the New York Times on January uh, 28th. It says, Hawk the Millennial Death Whale the largest living generation in American peace into the abyss of middle age. Are we really worried? 
or is it just a shtick? Well, that's part of the the challenge as millennials approach middle age and start to show signs of aging, and you know, you know, aging out of the article say aging out of the internet into something called millen millennial pause, millennial pause, millennial pause. Um, you now have to work harder to try to stay culturally relevant as as Gen Gen Z um, are ex exerting their power and influence. And be careful, right behind Gen Z is Gen Alpha. So how do you identify it? And this article by Joseph Bernstein um, identify what happens as as we age and and the sense of wanting to stay relevant and finding that you can no longer stay relevant. So uh, hold on to that. Well, as as that generation millennials begin to age and enter into middle age, and it's all relevant because uh, millennials, well, maybe like. 30 to 45, I mean, that's, well, another conversation. But hold on to that. Now, if you are older than that, if you are a baby boomer, I want to ref reference, refer to another article in the New York Times that came out um, about a month later by um, Catherine Pearson on February 21st. She published an article that was entitled, over 60, single, and never happier. Why some older people who have given up looking for romantic love say they feel self-assured and satisfied and on their own. I believe that those who listen to um, KBU program um, are people of various generations and various experience. Um, are you a member of this over 60 group? Baby boomers, I assume. Single and never happier. In this article, um, Catherine Pearson talks how older adults are, are those over 60, um, about 30%. Not, I, uh, over 60 are, are singles and how older singles are less likely than their younger counterparts are saying they're not having the same angst of, about wanting to um, be in relationships as younger and suddenly they feel free as as if and flourishing. Um, Bella DePolo, a social scientist, writes, people in their 60s and beyond who are single and flourishing is an untold story. And it's a feel-good story that shadows all our stereotypes. So where are you? Are you a baby boomer over 60 and feeling, ah, oh, I did it all, I'm free, no more responsibility, and I can take the steps I want and identify the life I want to live. 
Or are you a millennial, perhaps, and looking over your shoulders and seeing, you know, you're, you're frustrated because the way in which a generation has been characterized is that millennials have been overlooked for, uh, um, not millennials, but millennials have focused on, oh no, we are the generation, and they suddenly find that um, right behind them is another generation. And what does that mean? Um, I'm looking for one meme that I, I saw that sort of characterized that. And it's a take on a, a phrase that you might have heard in another context. And uh, a recent TikTok, uh, and this is by just mentioning different social media platforms, you might identify your, your generation. Uh, but a recent TikTok uh, by the comedian Elisa Schlesinger um, flicked at the tensions between uh, Gen uh, millennials and, and Gen Z. And she said, um, she's a millennial, and they said they, they have a message, a message from the millennials, chiding the younger folks. And uh, this comedian, Elisa uh, uh, Schlesinger, and it's a, it's a great, funny TikTok. Um, she, she, wrote, she says um, about chiding um, the younger generation, Gen Z, she said, you know, millennials, a message from the millennials, we walked on Instagram so you can run on TikTok. Millennials say, we walked on Instagram so you could run on TikTok. And if I might add something to that, um, yes, and baby boomers would say, we called on, on, on Facebook. So millennials could walk on Instagram. So Gen Z and Gen Alpha can run on TikTok. I'm not sure what's after TikTok. I think I better reference um, those who are younger. So I'll get back to you after I talk to those in, in middle school about what's the next social platform people should be concerned about. But give us a call and, and share your perspective. And I know these are general um, ab about how you would characterize your your generation, or your social group? Or do you identify as baby boomer or, or the silent generation, baby boomer, millennial? Oh, no, nope. Silent generation, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, or Gen Alpha. Okay, six, six broad categories. How do you identify? And what is your message, your generation message to other generation? Maybe those generations before you or those generations after you? Because I think we all have insights to share as well as not only things to share but things we can learn. 
So I invite you to give us a call and, and participate in our conversation this morning, identifying your generation. What are some things that are that you commend about your generation, um, things that concerned you about your generation, and what advice you might have to other generations, and what do you learn, what have you learned from other generations? Now, it might be something as simple as, as you know, figuring out how to work this app on a phone that you learn from your younger 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 people around you or it might be my gosh I never knew that those people experienced that in their life, lifetime how did you live they might say without without a phone on you all the time these are things you might want to ask and inquire but broader um, talking about not only generational differences, but how we might interact and what do, how might we work together to create a better society? What insights do we bring from our, from our perspectives, from our cultures, from our generational perspectives? And how do we look and build things better? Our numbers here are 503-231-8187. Give us a call. I laid out a couple of, of articles for you in terms of generational insights. Um, let me hear what you have to share. Our numbers are 503-231-8187. Speak about your generation, what insights your generation might have, what you might learn, or what you have gained from those other generations. And we can continue our conversations. Again, our numbers are 503-231-8187. And we will go to our first caller this morning. Good morning, Garrett. Hey there. Hey. Um, I'm a young millennial, probably the the tail end of them, and I uh, just want to say that I think millennials have a bunch of great energy coming in, and my message to others is uh, either let the millennials do some work now and step out of the way, or uh, pay attention and watch like for the younger generations and see how... Uh, see how we can move change going forward. Right. Could you hold on one second because I want to ask you something about that. You said, you know, that was so, I appreciate you said to move out of the ways because I, I think of, and this is broad categories, I think of millennials are being, uh, you know, forced to sort of like wait you know baby boomers have been around forever and they're like refusing to, to let go um, and, and, and as and and you look, you don't have any space, and right behind you is is, uh, is the next generation. So, uh, what 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 can you say to baby boomers? You know, um, I don't think there's been a millennial um, president because baby boomers have been hanging, holding on. You know, I don't really think it's their fault. I mean, we just have had 
you know, we had great success as a country. There was a lot of baby boomers. There still are. We have great health care. Um, you know, so I think it's just a matter of the fact that there's more baby boomers and they are, you know, hanging around. And that's that's awesome. That's a benefit of our uh, health care and our society. But it, the, the downside is it makes it so that the generations below feel like we're just still on the heels and we haven't got our chance to do anything yet. Um, so it's, it's an interesting thing. It's not it's different than, uh, past, you know, like we, we're the first generation that we won't make as much as our parents, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the gorge. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to ever be able to buy property here. Mm-hmm. And that's just a matter of fact. Um, so I guess that's my message. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much, Garrett. Thank you. Thank you. And you are listening to More Talk Radio here on your community radio station, KBOO. We just heard from Garrett, who identify as a younger millennial. And some of um, their insight was that um, wanting to, this is my interpretation, wanting to affirm and to do what they need to do, and yet uh, the generation before just holding on to it and needing to affirm and exert their their wisdom. And an observation that Garrett made that we might want to explore was that, you know, it's a generation that um, for, for, for the last few decades, generations, been, we've been taught as a society um, create something and our children will have it better. Garrett observed that um, this generation will not um, economically uh, be better off than their their parents. And what is that like in, in terms of, I wonder in terms of thinking about one's future. We haven't even touched upon the, the, the climate crises. Um, but well, I want to hear your wisdom. Are there wisdom insights from different generations? How do you identify? What do you think is good about your generation? And how can it participate in building a, a perhaps better world or different world? Our numbers are 503-231-8187. You are listening to More Talk Radio on your community radio station, KBOOFM. This is Monday, February 26, 2024. And we're talking about generations and generations' um, insights and, and wisdom. And our last caller, Garrett, uh, identified as a younger uh, millennial, and he reminds, he expresses a desire um, for millennials to to share their wisdom and insight, um, perhaps. And the observation that that generation of facing uh, challenges that previous generations may well not have faced, but what can, when, and will they able to have the opportunity to transform their world? What do you think? 
503 here, our numbers here are 503-231-8187. Are there ways in which generations can work together or pull together to find ways to to share insights? Uh, are there th- things that we need to share? In the article that that uh, Catherine Pearson wrote um, in the New York Times about um, over 60 single and and never happier. Some of their insights um, came from the observation that, you know, at a certain age, you no longer uh, feel as if you have to live up to societal expectations so that you are certainly free and able to um, create your identity in a way in which you are happy and and able to say who you are. Some of the insights from this article and from other things that I have read um, talks about um, being older and finally coming to an acceptance of who you are. Uh, an insight that I read was about people who were older who uh, found that at some point they were able to come out, um, come out and, and identify their their identity. Um, perhaps they had grown and 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 married and and raised children, um, and perhaps they finally uh, were able to be comfortable with their gender identity. Um, And so you have this uh, ability to say, this is who I am, this is who I will be, and this is the life I want to live breaking down um, patriarchal barriers that limited um, oppressive relationships which might have limited you and suddenly saying that I am able to be who I am. And in this article, um, she writes about um, uh, Cameron Avery, um, 66, who grew up um, in Iran and moved to the United States when he was 16. And he talks about how he pushed back against the rigidity of, of, of patriarchal society and expectation and, and oppressive relationships situation, expectations. And suddenly, this person could say, you know, this is who I am. And however you identify, I, perhaps you have been able to say that at a certain age, you feel free to be who you are. Does this come from, from experience of years of living? Certainly this article by, by Catherine Pearson it seems to claim that, in fact, that you can be older and happier. Contrasting this with the article and the observation about the 
the struggles of, of millennials have in finding an identity and whether or not they are worried about the world around them. We heard a, a briefly from one caller, Garrett, who talks about being a younger millennial and being trapped, um, trapped in the their inability um, to see if they and their generation will have, and I think he was talking in terms of economics, uh, be more economically um, secure than, than the generation before them. But also this talks about this type of society we have, um, the, the climate disaster that we are living in is all around us. And so there is this, um, and the article t uh, entitles itself the, the Millennial Death Whale, W-A-I-L. And what I can well imagine people just crying out about as they look over um, where they are, as they um, pierce, pierce into the middle age and what do they have to hope for well that is the millennials um, um, existential angst but what about Gen Z who are this TikTok generation are they able how do they encounter the world and more particularly what challenges do they not only face but how are they able to see what looks like a a dangerous catastrophe we're on the edge we're on the edge of destruction and what is the hope can there be a hope our numbers here are 503-231-8187. If you'd like to talk about this topic or, okay, I'm going to open up just a bit. Perhaps you have some insight into uh, something you need to say. Give us a call, 503-231-8187. And let me remind you as, as you are thinking about these things that you can also be continue to be a vital member of this community resource KBOO by participating in our wonderful our wonderful exciting all thrills no frills um, campaign this month as we seek to raise raise $22,000 go to KBOO FM click on the donate now tab and participate in this wonderful experience as we create together a new world, a, a new community. You are listening to More Talk Radio here on your community radio station, KBOO-FM. I'm Cecil Prescott, and we've been speaking this morning a bit about generations and how generations might interact and um, have not only have conversations but share ways in which they are able 
to cross barriers? What are some of those challenges that you see and what are some of the ways in which you create community across generations? Are you able to uh, talk with those of, of different generations? Do you have not insight, not only insights, uh, but are there ways in which people gather um, intergenerationally and have those type of communications? In my uh, walks around the, this town and throughout the through, through, throughout the country, for in that case, one cannot but see people gathering, and oftentimes people are gathering in in, in small groups. Here's an example: um, on a nice day in. There are some, in terms of the weather. Uh, take a walk in a park. And uh, I remember particularly one day, um, last, late last summer, going to a, a local park and, and seeing groups of people gathering. Um, I saw a, a group of, of maybe millennials, okay, Millennials um, on on a court doing paddle paddleball back and forth. I saw a a group of uh, young families families looking at their um, their children participate in an intramural sports um, baseball game. So you know younger. Um, younger families with um, families with with children, elementary age children, and then I saw a group of elders um, sitting sitting together at a park park bench, engage in deep conversation. I assume, but here they are all in this community space yet separated um, and not communicating with one another. So you had the young families and sharing, communicating and and being in conversation. You had the millennial people on the court communicating and being in conversations. And you had the older folks um, in conversation in, with one another but generations not cross-communicating. What are your thoughts? Let's hear some wisdom from April. Good morning, April. Thank you for calling. Hi, Cecil. Good morning. Thank you for the topic. I've been listening and not calling in because I find it kind of artificial to talk about the different generations. I think we have enough divisions in our society, and that's maybe not where we need to be going. And I personally have not experienced that. I've seen things like that happen, but in groups that I've been part of, when when I hear that starting to happen, which it doesn't actually happen very often, <clears throat> Maybe that's just the groups I choose to be part of. If I point out something about, say, a conversation I had with somebody from a 
different generation the other day and stuff like that, it changes the conversation. And I kind of think that's where we need to be going. But I would really like to hear other people's thoughts about that. And I haven't hmm. heard, I've heard some interesting things today, but I haven't heard a whole lot of discussion. Let, let me thank you for calling April and, mm-hmm. and sharing. Um, could you say a little bit more? Um, I'm wondering because it, it sounds as if you have been able to have conversations with various people, and I appreciate it is odd, somewhat artificial by saying, you know, this generation as opposed to that generation. But it's been my observation that oftentimes <clears throat> that people group themselves. Um, by by age, and I'm wondering how you are able to have conversations, interaction with those of different generations, and and how are those created? Well, first of all, let me say I have seen a lot of times that people group themselves by age, but honestly, those are usually pretty snarky clickish groups that I would not want to be a part of. For instance, right now at um, the senior center I go to, which I finally admitted that I can do that, (laughs) um, there is actually an intergenerational conversation, an intergenerational workshop Mm. facilitated by three people from um, Portland State, one teacher and two grad students. And... um, it's looking at creative perspectives on family, which actually I almost didn't go because of the title. Mm-hmm. I'm like, family? Really? You know? Um, I guess I'm one of those people over 60 and single and never been happier. And, you know, I don't have a lot of family left except for my kids. And mm-hmm. family's never been like huge thing in my life, but they're looking at very creative perspectives on family as far as even the um, families of choice, communities, and that is a true intergenerational group. We've got got people from every single decade except 50, Um, so maybe you have to seek out, you know, things like that, but I really enjoy that. And another place that I've really run into a lot of this intergenerational stuff is um, <clears throat> in book groups that I go to, oh. and um, I got a community garden plot. Mm. And a lot of times, people need advice. Usually, yeah. younger people. However, I am an older people, and I really needed advice. Right. <laughs> yeah. But there have been some really good conversations, mm-hmm. and there's even like a couple of um, single moms who. Uh, bring their kids, and <laughs> it's, it's right. kind of kind of fun. Oh wow, wonderful! I mean, you just toss out, you know, how how to do this, and mm-hmm. and if, you know, right? Of course, book groups or uh, community gardens, and you know, you're there, you're, you're planning, and you interacting with other people, and. Uh, and and also, who would have thought that um, having finally admitted, as you said, that okay, I can go to this senior citizen <laughs> place, this intergenerational uh, gathering of, of people. Um, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Let's 
let's hear um, some other opportunities and, and maybe some other people might say, okay, I can go to that um, senior citizen um, <laughs> center. Yes, it's just it's a hard decision, but yeah, I've never regretted it. Thank you so much, Cecil. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, April. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to More Talk Radio on your community radio station. Let's go to Francis right now. Good morning, Francis. Good morning. I agree with April. I'm a, one of the first baby boomers, ah. and I am a, also associate with Gen Xs and Millennials and you know, it's not, to me, that's not an issue. Mm-hmm. I think that it, there's a common thread among all of them. We all believe in justice and uh, fair play. And, you know, I, get, a, get a good domino game going. It doesn't matter how old you are or what mm-hmm. generation you are. The game is the game. And I am disappointed. I, I know that my generation, you know, we've been through a lot. And we did, you know, go through the civil rights movement and the anti-war protests. And at that time, we thought we were doing something. But over the last couple of years, I've seen a lot of things erode. However, I don't think that we are in the way, other than those of us who continue to pretend that they don't see the oppression and the racism, and they know it's there, but they pretend that, that it's gone. Mm-hmm. I also, you know, Maxwell Frost, he's one of the first, he is, I think, the first millennial to be elected into the Congress. So there's room for everybody. Right. right. And, and, and if it's a common interest, common cause doesn't exclude or try to dominate at all that we the generations don't we have a common mission and i of, of every generation that i know none of us want to be affiliated with uh, genocide hmm. and that is a something that's going on right now that I don't think the pollsters or anybody can figure out what what the response is going to be. And I think people are still trying to figure out what their response is going to be. But well, let me nobody ask. wants to be uh, considered complicit in that. Certainly. Earlier, you, you mentioned um, um, in terms of identifying a common thread. How do people who might think that there's, well, first of all, how do people um, get together with people to find that common thread, and how do you um, stay together when there seems to be things to want to pull people apart? Well, I I don't know how to explain this because we're drawn to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever a cause is, Yes. People are drawn to it. And I can recall back in the day when somebody would have a party, a house party or whatever. Yes. For, nobody would think it was necessary to call up and say, is it okay if we bring our kids? Uh-huh. The, ki- the kids were accepted. Kids were expected. Everybody made accommodations to make sure the kids were 
included and it wasn't it was not an issue right and i think there's certain issues that just draw people together and they're usually uh, regarding injustice or oppression and the fact that this needs to change and what concerns me right now that people who are doing that are being um labeled Mm anti-semitic when that is the last thing they're doing they're anti-oppression and opposed to genocide so but i don't think there doesn't need to be a a call, right? To, to, it, it just is there. Just there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Frances, right. for your insights in, in terms of reminding us of the common thread and how important that is. I appreciate. My, uh, my young millennial granddaughter beat me in uh, dominoes the other day. So okay. hey. Okay. okay. You know, <laughs> all right. That that might right. be that might be the solution we're we're looking for. You said a good domino game. Anyone can yeah. go. Okay, I you yeah. know. All right. Take care. Thank you, thank you, Francis. And we're you are listening to more talk radio on your community radio station KBOO FM. I am Cecil Prescott. I I invite you to call in and join us in our conversation this morning. We've been talking about generations what are the differences and how can different generation um find um as our last caller francis said common threads to to bring people together one solution she said um was a good domino game and i took that to mean find things that bring people together um regardless of of who they are or, or or what they're doing just sometimes when people are gather in community it's it's amazing i remember um for an example and is a gathering at, again at a park hmm, there's a common theme here um it was a picnic and some some little kid was um blowing bubbles and suddenly everyone else started wanting to blow bubbles and uh, all of a sudden there was this group of people laughing and throw, um, blowing bubbles and I think um, some water got involved too. But it was, uh, it was a mess and people gathered and generations were able to find common ground. As all caller Francis reminded us that we um, need to um, maintain, um, find ways to be in community with one another. It may be something as, as April reminded us in terms of finding ways in which we can gather together. It may be uh, a book group. It may be um, creating a family. Um, April mentioned um, as someone 60 and and single um, how they created a family of choice and oftentimes that family of choice can bring together people of different experiences different backgrounds different ages different cultures and that's a way in which we can understand one another and let the artificial, as April said, the artificial barriers uh, 
no longer remain up and break down those barriers and find uh, intergenerational, cross-generational conversations and community building, which is so, so important. Um, one observation and correction I, I want to to make um, on Congressman Maxwell Frost um, um, that I, I believe Francis mentioned. Um, yes, he is a congressperson and the first, I think, the first Gen Z, not millennial, Gen Z. And you know, who knows um, if, oh, well, I, I guess I'll say this. If, if baby boomers continue to hold on to the presidency, uh, <laughs> maybe by the time Maxwell Frost is 35, he'll be able <laughs> to be president. So we'll see after the next election um, <laughs> what will happen. And we'll, you know, maybe we'll just skip over uh, millennials and, and uh, Gen X and just have a Gen Z president. Who knows? Give us a call in your insights. 503-231-8187. I am Cecil Prescott. You are listening to More Talk Radio here on your community. Uh, powered, volunteered, engineered, vo volunteered, inspired. And you can tell I'm not reading any notes here right now. It's your community radio station, KBOO-FM. It is so important for all of you as you are able to continue to build and strengthen our community radio station. Um, if you are listening live, stay tuned for, for great programming um, that will continue, even if you're not listening. Well, I guess, well, if you're listening, stay tuned to programming here on your community radio station. And I invite you to become a participant in this wonderful opportunity in our All Thrills, No Frills campaign, special programming campaign uh, this month. Um, we have a goal of $22,000. Go to KBOOFM, click on the donate and help us help you help our community create a better world. Stay tuned for um, wonderful programming here on cable, special programming um, throughout the month. It is exciting to be in a community with so many volunteers of so many different uh, skills and abilities and talking about inter intergenerational community building this is a place where that can and will take place it's an opportunity to to hear um, programming of music and public affairs all sorts of things so stay tuned um, for programming if you are listening live on February 26th. Following this program is the Omo Variety Hour. Um, um, Patricia Kohlberg um, will be the host of, the, of that programming. And following um, that program is, is Locust, Locust Focus. On the Omo Variety Hour, Patricia Kohlberg hosts 
um, which will include segments about the segments in, including the Palestinian Film Festival, um, as well as what is continue insights on what is going on in, in Palestine and Israel. Um, also on the Omo Variety Hour in recognition of of Black History Month, Larry Bolden will review Tia Williams' historical novel, A Love Song for Wiki Wild. And there will also be a segment on black workers organized at Tesla. So all that is coming up here on your community radio station. Um, next on the Omo Variety Hour. Following that, we will have Locust Focus with um, Barbara um, Bernstein. Um, a, a, an interesting program on the next energy now in XT proposed to build a renewable diesel refinery and rail yard at Port Westwood. Uh, um, on this in, on this episode, um, there will be a conversation with Dan Sirius, the advocacy director for Columbia Riverkeeper, about how farmers and other community members are reaching out to the rest, um, or rest of Oregon to support their struggle to prevent necks from displacing farming and degrading local water resources and disrupting, disrupting the community of Port Westwood and Claskeny. Um, that is on the Locust Focus that will air here on your community radio station, KBOO at 10. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to um, continue to be a supporter of KBOO. And uh, we have a couple of minutes if you have any insights about the topics of this day, generations, um, insights. Ah, okay. Uh, we had a call back to remind us that music ties all the generations together. And I think, thank you, Francis, for that reminder. That is so important. And you can get plenty of music here on your community radio station, KPOO-FM. Oh, gosh. Um, but yes, there's, there is something special about about music and tying us all together and opportunities to, to gather together. Um, you know, I, it, it's amazing what, what music has the ability to do. Um, our engineer before programming shared about um, going to uh, a concert um, recently and you did not have share anything about uh, well, you did share about how you enjoyed the concert and the two groups. The, I'll, I'll mention them, the Four Tops and, and, and what's the other group? The Temptations. Okay, Motown. And uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone was singing along with all those songs and cross generations singing great music from, from Motown. So, yeah, if you want to uh, bring generations together, pull out that guitar um, Francis reminded us. Francis also said, you know, you have some dominoes, you know, pull those out. Um, hey, pull out a, a deck of cards um, or, or even uh, uh, what my family love to do is is all sorts of games. 
you can gather together and have a game nights and find ways in which uh, people just laugh and enjoy one another's over various sport games. All sorts of things you can do and say to create community. And as our callers reminded us, it is so important to build community and not to limit oneself. So as our callers remind us, we need to continue to build community across generations. We all have insights from our perspectives, whether we are the greatest generation, whether we are or baby boomers, whether we are millennials, whether we are Gen X, whether we are Gen Z, or whether we are Gen Alpha. We are all in this together. So I remind you, stay tuned, work together. Thank you for listening to More Talk Radio on your community community radio station, KBOO-FM. I'm Cecil Prescott. Take care. Listening to KBOO Portland. Friday, March 1st at 8 p.m., KBOO makes everything metal. It's the Metal March, a special benefit show for KBOO Community Radio, featuring 10 hours of brutality from your favorite KBOO metal.